Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is being who you're meant to be. Listeners, I want to talk with you today about the fact that God has created you with gifts, talents, and a purpose. So often I will hear people ask me, how do you know what your purpose is? And here's how I answer them. Look into the mirror of your soul. What do you love to do? Do you love to bandage up wounds? Do you love to create or cook, manage people, garden, organize, preach, teach? God has given each of us a plan and a purpose. He has created us with a desire in our hearts to do something, be someone, and in the big scheme of things, to love and serve others. At the age of four, after sitting next to my daddy in a church service, I leaned over and said, someday I'll be just like that woman. I pointed to the woman who sat up at the piano playing the music, and someday I will be a preacher. At age 12, my pastor handed me the hymnal and said, Get going. You're the only one here who can play piano. I need you. I began to play for church services and enjoyed every moment working next to my pastor to create services. What did I grow up to do? The first half of the dream. At age 25, I became a worship director's assistant, and by 30, I was a worship director. As I made my way through the career, I felt a pleasure of God like none other. I lived for my job, and I loved my job, until one day when my middle daughter was violently attacked. I knew I had to do something different. I thought it was off my path. I felt lost in a fog. I remember writing in my journal about what was happening. Here's what I said. I slowed down, desperately looking for the turnoff. Outside the window of my car, leaves of orange, red, and yellow were whirling in the breeze and bouncing off my windshield. For a moment, I took a deep breath and enjoyed the blur of color in front of my eyes. The fields were buzzing with the huge combines collecting another season's yield of crops, but I had no idea where I was. None whatsoever. Panic washed over me like a cold, crisp October rain, and I felt my grip tighten on the steering wheel. I looked every direction. I didn't know where I was. I felt alone. If truth were told, I no longer knew who I was. I pulled the car to the side of the road and took a big sip of iced tea, pulled my gray sweater close to me, closed my eyes, and listened to the music. I remembered what had happened. One month earlier, I had written a letter, a letter I never imagined I would write, a letter that said I would no longer be on staff at my church as the worship director, but I would be walking away to begin a full-time career as the executive director of my ministry, Best Life. God had gently been calling to me, and I had dubiously been ignoring Him, until one day my uncomfortable misery began to take over and I realized I could no longer pretend I didn't hear Him. I turned my heart and face to His call and said, Okay, but here I was. Who am I? If I'm not who I thought I was for 25 years working at this job, who am I? The roaring of the combine brought me back to the moment. I began to think of a time in my life when I felt at ease and comfortable with who I was. I see in the shadows of my memory a young girl running through the backyard, kicking up the October leaves, the warm sunshine soaking into her soul. I knew who I was. I knew I was just a girl. I was created simply that, just a girl. Somehow, someway, someplace in space and time, I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten I was just myself, plain and simple. God would use my gifts the gifts he gave me in his own timing. 
I was not the job. I was just God's created person with unique gifts and desires, fulfilling a purpose for Him. The voice of the woman on the GPS interrupted my thoughts, and she told me to go straight ahead on the road I was on. I just needed to listen. The Creator, who has always known who I was from the beginning, was directing me. Listen to 2 Corinthians one twenty one from the Message Bible. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting His yes within us. By His Spirit, He has stamped us with His eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what He destined to complete. As we continue to talk about God creating us with specific gifts, I want to welcome one of my friends today, Christine Flatabodunik. Christine is an auctioneer and partner of Flatabo Auctions, wife, mother of two, and business partner with her father and siblings. We welcome Christine to the show. Listeners, I recently caught up with Christine this spring when I was keynote speaker for Safe Avenues out of Wilmer, Minnesota, a nonprofit organization that helps families in crises. Christine was the auctioneer to help raise funds for the event. And although I knew her from the church where I served as worship director, I had never seen her in action. Wow. She brought this amazing comfort level along with humor and expertise to the event. And in those moments where I watched her, I just knew that God had created her her to do exactly this. She was helping people through this amazing skill. Christine, when did you realize that God had gifted you to do this job, and can you tell us how you got your start as an auctioneer? Yes, there was not a single moment that I remember kind of the light bulb going on that, gosh, I need to be an auctioneer someday. But I think from osmosis of growing up in an auction family, um, it uh, it just became so clear over time that this was a passion of mine and the way I was wired and that it, it was something that I needed to do to uh, follow my God-given talent and, and, a, and a genuine passion from my heart. Um, I'll quickly give you a little bit of background. My, our father, Dale Flatabo, uh, started our company 38 years ago. I have a brother who is an auctioneer, also a sister who is an auctioneer. And my mom and dad said, we'd love all three of you kids to go to auction school to experience what dad experienced, but you have one life to live. You have to be happy. You can't be an auctioneer for us. And they had a prerequisite that we needed to get our education and work in corporate America before we could even contemplate coming back into the business. And I'm so glad that they uh, directed us that way because it, it gave me time to go to college. My degree is from the University of St. Thomas, and uh, then I worked as a pharmaceutical rep And I'm so thankful for those years in my life, but over all of that time is when it just became incredibly clear a couple years into being a pharmaceutical rep that although I was working hard, I wasn't following my heart and I wasn't following my true passion. And I longed for working with our family to make a difference in the lives of others through auctioneering. Um, And... I could give you so much more history and, and fun stories, but I will end by saying I think I've loved people from the very beginning of time 
my mom and dad would take me to Cashwise at a very young age, and they would lose me in the store talking to other people oh, that's and ask, I love asking it. questions of other people. And so it, it's really a people business. It's about making a difference in the lives of others, and I think I've loved people from a very young age. That is so great. I love that because it just really shows me that not only was your family, you know, kind of made to do this, but I love that fact that your parents, you know, were telling you, we want to encourage you to do this, but you need to figure it out for yourself. And then God brought you right back to what felt comfortable. And I love that you were out talking to people. That makes me happy because that's how you are today. That's how I am. It, It makes me smile. Tell us a little bit about the experience of raising funds for organizations and especially nonprofits. I mean, what goes through your mind as you prepare for some of these big events? You know, it's interesting. My true, genuine self is being on the stage. I'll never stop growing or learning. And I'll, I'll actually back up by saying I have two passions. I sell farmland by auction. Part of my time is working as a real estate broker and we specialize in selling farmland by auction and also do some traditional listing. But there's the other part of my heart and other passion, and that is the fundraising, auctioneering uh, here within the United, United States, and I am doing some work internationally as well. Um, but my true passion and God-given talent, although I'll never stop learning, I'll never stop growing and trying to become even more effective is my stage work. Um, that's that's my most exciting time in my profession. But there's a lot of consulting and preparation into doing a proper job. So when we work with nonprofits, as you ask, a big part of our the clarity to an event is what is the mission, and we ask a lot of why questions. You know, why are we asking for money? What is the message that we're trying to portray? You know, what is the difference that we want to uh, bring to the organization? And then we try very hard to help walk with the organization through the messaging the day of to inspire audiences to give. And so I keep asking myself, how can I personally inspire this audience to give And how can I come across as grateful? I think it's so important that the guests go home feeling appreciated and feeling part of the mission and feeling part of doing good work, thereby they want to come back the next year or get more involved. So there's just a ton of preparation. Uh, When I think of Benson, Minnesota, I think of Abner Jacobson, and Abner recently turned turned 90, and he started with my father. My father started with him in the auction business uh, for probably 20 to 25 years before all of us kids came into the auction business, and we have so much respect for him to this day, and he would always say the actual auction is 10%. 90% of it is the preparation and the thought that goes behind it, and that is so true. Um, so thank you for asking, but there's a lot of thought in how to make the auction its uh, as, as most successful as possible. 
Christine, I know that the National Auctioneers Association gave you the prestigious award of International Auctioneer Champion four years ago. And thinking about your job, have you had specific moments where you felt like this was exactly who you were meant to be and you felt the pleasure of God? Yes. Thank you for asking. Um, When I take myself back to that award, and I'll first of all say life is, is not about awards in my mind. It's it's what you do with them. I had entered that national competition for six years, and I told my husband, I said, if I never win this someday, remind me that it wasn't God's plan. And um, I'm humbled that it was his plan. And when I won that award, I, I, I promised myself before winning, if I have the opportunity, if I'm so lucky to win this, it better be for the right reasons, and then keep me humble to honor you, Christ, and use this award for your glory. And I'm, I'm amazed by the doors that he has opened and closed um, because of having that opportunity. And so that was just another reminder I'm following the path that he has for me, and with that comes pressure. I've ran the Boston Marathon the last two years. I plan to do it, God willing, until I'm 50. I'm now 42. And I'll never forget my first year running the Boston Marathon. It was after the attack in Boston, and the race director said, pressure is a privilege. And along with that award has there's been some extra pressure to perform on stage, to perform on big stages. Maybe it's to help a family sell a farm in uh, central Minnesota. But I really believe in trying to choose joy and that pressure is a privilege. And I'm so thankful for the opportunities and the doors that have opened. And along with that, I just want to make a difference in the lives of others and honor Christ. So um, I appreciate you asking. Sometimes this role is a balancing act as a mom. And one day out of the week, I literally feel like my life is upside down priority-wise. But six days out of seven, Um, In my deepest of prayers, the Lord says, I've got this, and I have you exactly where I want you. Press on and keep touching lives. And it's not about me. I don't want any glory, but I do feel like I'm doing the, the work that he wants me to do, and I try to be a good wife and mother, number one. Some days that is up for debate, Kathy. Well, the one thing I know, Christine, is no matter how wonderful God has blessed us with good jobs, that we feel like, okay, this is a great fit. This is exactly what I'm called to do. We still live on planet Earth, and there's still a lot of pressures and expectations and things that we have to do. So life isn't perfect. And I know for me, too, um, just getting up every day and thinking about the many things that I've got to do is, is always a stress. And I just tell 
myself, you know what, I can only do this with God's help. Well, listeners, if you're just tuning in tonight, we're talking with businesswoman and auctioneer Christine Fladabodunek. Christine grew up with a daddy who was an auctioneer and is talking with us about how God instilled in her specific gifts that would help her become who she is today. God is using those gifts for His glory. Um, I liked one of the things that you said, Christine, uh, earlier about the fact that, you know, if you're not in a place that you are, um, you know, it doesn't feel so great. But when you are, we need to be grateful to God. And I just want you to tell us, you know, what's one last thing that you can leave our listeners with that would encourage them about figuring out their purpose, finding out what God wants them to do, and then serving in that role? Kathy, I appreciate your question because I really encourage other women and men to wrestle with this question. And still to this day, although I am within my passion and I can clearly tell that I am uh, walking down the road that the Lord wants me to walk down, I would just encourage people to listen to their heart and follow their heart to find their passion if you're not already personally or professionally um, passionate about what you're doing. And once you've listened to your heart and you have found your passion, then you need to believe in yourself. And I think the one of the biggest difficulties in, li- in life that we have is our mind can be the biggest thing that works for us or against us. And life is so much about perception, and it is so much about how we think about our own selves. And I'm a really big believer in being humbly confident and believing in yourself and then making a plan and acting upon it. That was Christine Flatabow-Dunnick, and you can find out more about her and her family's auctioneering business at flatabowauctions.com, F-L-A-D-E-B-O-E, auctions.com. Thanks so much for being with me today, Christine. Thank you, Kathy. Have a wonderful day. Friends, God has created us to be unique. Each one of us have different gifts, different ideas, and different talents. We're meant to find those, grow those talents, and use them to help others and be a light in this world. You have purpose, you have meaning, and you matter. Here's a song by Francesca Battistelli called Write Your Story. I love the words. I'm an empty page. I'm an open book. Write your story. Let's listen. They say you're the king of everything The one who taught the wind to sing The source of the rhythm my heart keeps beating And they say you can give the blind their sight And you can bring the dead to life You can be the hope my soul's been seeking I wanna tell you now that I believe it I wanna tell you now that I believe it I do that you can make me
that whole concept that God is writing a story for us on our hearts. He's created us to be who He wants us to be. How do we get to that place? Well, the first half of my life was dedicated to that little four-year-old's heart's desire music. The second half is now developing into that four-year-old's desire to preach and teach. This week, I'm interviewing for my new book called The Story of My Life, Joseph, taken from the book of Genesis, and traveling to deliver a message to women about how they can get their lives on track. I've never felt more challenged, more fatigued, or more fulfilled ever. Recently, my friend Kathleen called and wanted me to meet with a beautiful businesswoman from a neighboring town, Allison, also known as Allie J from Allie J's Boutique. Allison is a wife, a mother of four, and the owner of a beautiful store downtown New London, Minnesota. She's here to talk about the gifts in her heart and how God stirred up the desire to have her own business in the small town where she grew up. Today, I want to welcome Allison Werder from Allie J's Boutique. Hi, Allison. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. Allison, when you and I met for lunch at the fabulous restaurant, The Middle Fork in New London, you told me about growing up in New London and heading off for college and coming back home. And I loved the story. I loved hearing about how you headed downtown to the grocery store and you had a vision in your brain about what you could see for the future. Can you share that with our listeners and kind of tell us how God began to reveal what he wanted you to do? Oh, sure. Um, you know, college uh, and then on into, you know, getting into our home, starting a family, it was really an interesting time. I was a person on a one-track <laughs> one path. Uh, college, I was actually uh, going into the medical field, and so I really thought that that's where I was going to be working uh, when I got out of college. But uh, God had other plans, for sure. I met uh, my husband, Wade, when I was 18. By 20, I was married. And then, yes, uh, four kids uh, later, uh, then we were living in the small town of New London. Not really where I had envisioned myself, but um, as it happens, God, God really placed on my heart a desire to be at home with the kids to uh, really spend that time with them. And I have to tell you, that is a, a role that I never saw myself in before that time. But I would actually just take the kids out, go for walks around our quaint little town, and I would go into the grocery store, which uh, was called the big store. And for those people that live around town, they um, hold that title really dearly. Uh, and I would go in there and I would walk through the little gift section that they had, and there were some big windows there, and I used to look at that section and think, oh, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't it be great to do something like that, a little boutique feel? And so I would, you know, but I'd um, roll the kids back outside again, go back um, home, and it was kind of one of those things where I didn't really, really think about it again or consider it again until later all of these different steps that God has taken me through. Now it's just really funny to look back because I have actually spent four years now working and dreaming in that exact space that he planted that um, vision in my, in my mind and in my heart uh, many years ago. So what's so fun about this, Allison, is that I've been to your store and it's so neat because this is where the grocery store was located. Is that correct? 
Yes, that's right. So can you imagine, listeners, that, you know, here you are, you've got your little kids bundled up, you're walking in this grocery store, and you're thinking, hmm, I could see this, I could see that. And years later, it it comes to be, I mean, it comes to happen. This is a dream. And I, I love it, Allison, because if we think about that old saying, you know, live in the dream, you're actually living your dream, which I think is so neat. Looking back as a child growing up, where and when did you begin to see the gifts and the talents and desires, you know, that God placed in your heart that would match up to this whole business thing that you're doing. I mean, I I know you, I see you, I think you're just this beautiful mom. um, And I I know that you're a great mom and a great wife. But tell me about the business part. Did you see that, you know, in your childhood growing up? Sure. Well, um, as far as, you know, being an entrepreneur and being in sales, that's one part of it. And then the other part, of course, that I get to explore is fashion. <laughs> and I've always had an interest, you know, in fashion as an art form. Um, dressing up as a child was my absolute favorite activity. You know, pulling out those old bridesmaid dresses my mom had saved over the years mm, and, and putting them on with all of the jewelry. And, and um, my sister and I would dance around and have mom take pictures of us. It was just really a fun um, pastime to me. Um, but I also, looking back as a child, I also figured out that I did have a knack for sales, I guess. Um, one summer, I actually learned how to make, you know, clay beads at Bible camp. And then when school was back in session, I took that knowledge and I showed all my friends little samples of what I could make for them, the necklaces and the bracelets. And then I took custom orders. Yes, yes, I did. I, I love grader. it. I love and then it. I had them. I had them made by the next day, and I could bring them to them. And um, so I think there were some things that definitely, you know, uh, God had gifted me with in in respect to um, a business. But then, on the other hand, too, the um, the entrepreneurship side of it, uh, I have always kind of thought to myself, I want to do something uh, on my own that I can kind of, you know, take charge of and learn about and really, really, really affect people. And people for me uh, in, in, my, um, in my passion is really women. I just really, really enjoy being with women, being an encourager. Um, I learn so much from other women each time that I am with them in the shop. And it's so fun to use the fashion and use the styles and use clothing really as like that medium in between. That's something that we can, an activity we can do together, but my ultimate desire is always to to dig deeper and to see, you know, what I can possibly do to be an encouragement to each woman that comes that comes through the shop. That's wonderful because as a person that would be in your store shopping, I like to know that that entrepreneur, the owner, really has my best interest in mind. That's that's so encouraging right there. Allison, I know you've got some things changing and happening at the store. Tell us what's going on. What should we be coming to see? It's really exciting, actually. Uh, Allie Jays has been at the location for four years, like I said, and we actually had a sister store called Wally and Mel's, which um, was a bit more uh, casual shop uh, for guys and gals. But what we decided to do is actually merge the two shops together, and it was really a customer-led um, decision. 
Sounds wonderful, Allison. That was Allison Werder from Ally J's Boutique in our neighboring town of New London, Minnesota. Allison's filled with creativity, enthusiasm, and a love to help people look and feel their best. You can find out more about her and her store at AllieJBoutique.com. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks so much, Kathy. Listeners, you might feel discouraged today because you have this deep desire to do something and it's not working. Remember what I told you about me? It took over 40 years for me to get to the second half of what I wanted to be when I grew up. God is in this with you. He's created those desires in your heart. I'm here to tell you I was scared. Good grief, I still am. Last night I said to Farmer Dean, it's like being a little kid again. Dad has just taken the training wheels off of my bike and I'm looking down and realizing I'm riding without those wheels. But God's in the business of giving us dreams and helping us fulfill them. I'm here today to say get out there. Make that call, send that email, apply for that job, meet with that banker, call that school, start knitting, cooking, writing, or be your own entrepreneur. Be who God has made you to be. And you know what? I know you're going to be fabulous. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, I want to pray today for the listeners out there who've been discouraged about what they're going to do in life. They don't feel like this is the right fit for them. They can't seem to get in sync with their heart's desires. I pray today that you will encourage them, that you will put the right people in their path. You will help them to be proactive in chasing their dreams. I pray that you will remind them that you're the author of their life. Go on, God. Write your story on our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.